Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Lifetime Value. I'm your host, Ritik. Today, I have one of my oldest friends in Mexico. His name is Carl, and he's currently the head of data science at RapiPay. Carl and I worked together in the early stages at Confio as well, and he has been one of the strongest people I know in the area of data science. So today, he's here to talk about his experience in data science, demystify some of the myths surrounding data science in the startup world or anywhere else. And finally, wrap up with what his career progression has been and what are the area of opportunities for a data scientist who's looking to get into the field. So without further ado, please welcome Carl to the podcast. Hey, Riddick. Hey, Carl. How are you? Great. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's a real pleasure to talk with you again. And I'm really excited for this episode because especially in the whole fintech world, you know, data science is such a big thing and every startup is, you know, we're data driven as part of their vision. So perhaps why don't you start us off by telling us a bit more about yourself and uh, how you got to where you are right now at Rappi. Sure. Thanks again for inviting me. Just to give you a little bit about my background, I studied engineering physics back for a bachelor degree. After graduating, I pursued a master's degree in computer science. And actually, I think that was my first approach with data science. At the time, it wasn't called data science at first. Uh, it was actually data mining. It's, a, it's been a changing word. Before, I think it was something like knowledge discovery. So, oh, wow. so basically, what, what you will be taught in these kind of classes was to actually mine information or mine insights from data. So that's why the, they were using the term data mining. I think it changed to data science when it started to turn more into a, like a discipline. And soon after that, I, I came to Mexico City to work at Confio. So I started in the really early stages. I think we're working like 15 people, something like that. Area was just beginning to start uh, bonding with fintech. So it was uh, really something that nobody, nobody knew how to do really well. But I think we managed to do it, uh, do it all right. So, so yeah, I think that's that what, what brought me to my first job as a data scientist. Then I moved to, to doing some consulting. So I was working with uh, really big banks in Mexico and Latin America. You, and you will see this actual necessity to become a data-driven company. And you can see the same problems in these types of big companies that are uh, having a hard time uh, catching up with, with small startups that are actually uh, built around data. And finally, I moved back into the startup world with RapiPay, uh, which is uh, like a sub-branch of Rappi right now, mm -hmm, which is mm -hmm. uh, focusing more into giving financial options to, to their customers. So we are ready to launch credit card in four countries of Latin America, which wow. include Mexico, Peru, Colombia, and Brazil. So as you will see, data is a big, big part of the equation here in terms of how can we actually launch multiple, uh, multiple credit cards at the same time and leveraging all the data we have of our customers and actually make a good product that can actually compete out there. Perfect. Just a fun fact for our listeners. Uh, I remember when Carl was interviewing at Confio and in typical data science fashion, he turned up with a shirt which had beer and pizza patterns all over it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the longest true, true. beard I've ever seen. 
<laughs> that's true and and and, and i think i think it's the another fun fact is that when i came back for the start of world in in rapid pay yeah. my beard actually started growing again so, <laughs> moving from the corporate world to uh, to start up uh, again so coming uh, full circle that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> let's dive a bit deeper into your career what is something that makes you passionate about the data science field <laughs> I mean what what makes me passionate about data I think that the things that drive me the most is the the feeling that you get when you discover something I think everybody has it but when you can get that from the data that's actually something that feels a lot better mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to put mm-hmm. it into words but uh, yeah I think it's it's really really good when you can use data to understand a problem and actually tackle it uh, like example, the clarity right the black and whiteness of it perhaps yeah exactly the certainty exactly. yeah I get it uh-huh exactly that feeling that you get when you can you can actually start to understand something by using data so I think that's the main motivator another one is that actually and and I have to put this mildly but not not just data science but actually uh, doing machine learning which is uh, not data science per se but the mm. but it's really close uh, close linked together it's, it's uh, like a practical ai or practical artificial intelligence I, and i gotta say like i've been always i have always been a nerd for artificial intelligence like mm-hmm. uh, I've always been into a sort of science fiction books and science fiction movies. So mm-hmm. I guess that's also a part of, of my inner child actually living up to the expectation, but in a practical way or mm-hmm. in a practical manner. So that's also another thing that drives me into the, I, I think that drove me into the, into the field. Great answer. I mean, it's always good to be doing something that you dreamed of as a child and, and get paid for it. Right? that's always fun. <laughs> So moving to the next question, which is, you know, like you mentioned the terms, you know, machine learning, AI. Personally, I see a lot of that happening in, in the startup world and every CEO or somebody who is pitching his company is always talking about, oh, we use machine learning to find out different trends of our customers and then make sophisticated algorithms. Like there's a lot of these buzzwords around. So perhaps you can spend some time to demystify what does machine learning even mean? What does AI mean? How do you actually use it in the startup world to get the results that you want? So let me, let me just for our listeners actually start talking about what is AI or what is artificial intelligence because it's a really broad term. But I think in the, in the actual world or the, comp- the contemporary definition of the word is the ability to mimic the brain or mimic the intelligence function of the brain. So okay. what we, we, what we want to do is we want to actually uh, take uh, human behavior or human patterns and really try to translate it into a machine. So one example of this might be machine learning, which you also have another subfields like uh, computer vision, which is how do we process images or natural language processing of how do we process language. And you can see really cool integrations with these subfields, for example, with the natural language processing, a big explosion into, into chatbots and how do they tackle the customer experience. Also in uh, computer vision, all the facial recognition algorithms and deep fakes, which are now like a, mm-hmm. a, a really interesting sub area of uh, computer vision. So yeah, just to, to talk about some applications of artificial intelligence, answering your, your other question about startups or people using the term a little bit uh, loosely. I think that's that's the reflection of, of what we are going through. I mean, but you're seeing the same pattern with five years ago with big data, yeah. which was like a, a buzzword every company needed to have in order to be uh, credible. 
Yeah. And I, there's actually a quote that I found that was really funny, which is, it, it, it applied to big data, but I think we can now apply into artificial intelligence, but it said big data is Latin, like teenage sex. Everybody talks <laughs> about it. Nobody really knows how to do it. Everybody thinks uh, everybody else is doing it. So everybody claims they are doing it. So uh, it's like a, like a really rough uh, summary of what is happening. But if you actually see the data, there was a report from Forbes, I think it came out in 2019, that said that almost uh, half of the AI startups uh, were just cashing in on the hype, like claiming they were using artificial intelligence, but they were actually using just uh, some human workforce to do the, <laughs> the yeah. data crunching, for example, or, or giving the service. But it's, it, it's really easy to see why, because also in the report, you, you might see that the startups uh, that were labeled as AI, Mm -hmm. or that we're using AI, uh, we're actually 15 to 50 more, more likely to be funded. So, I mean, you can see that this is like, a, yeah, catching it on the hype, but I mean, yeah. if all is to actually make it real, I know a lot of startups that, that go by the fake it till you make it. Yeah, so, <laughs> very good explanation. Perhaps you can give a real life example of uh, how machine learning can be used or, or how you have personally used machine learning. Yeah, sure. So again, going back to the uh, to the demystifying data science, I think that using machine learning or using data science or even artificial intelligence for using it just for using it is not actually understanding the problem. So mm. what I think is that when you are actually making a product, even in the financial realm, you need to think about the problem and actually using machine learning or even artificial intelligence to enhance the solution of the problem. So one really nice example would be, let's, let's think about it uh, in terms of a car dealership, which uh, right now using computer vision, you might take a snapshot of your vehicle and take an immediate quote, uh, taking into account, for example, uh, the model of the car, any scratch, even taking into account the color or other variables that it might explain or give you a better sense of what the price of that car is. So you are thinking in terms of the product and not in terms of the technology. So that might be a, a really good example of how, how can you use it. But first you will need to have something creative or some, some real answer that you are looking for. In terms of FinTech, you can actually leverage machine learning to give better products or give even faster answers to your customers that want a, a credit, increase in credit limit or a better product than a credit card. So essentially what you're saying is that you know, a lot of people say machine learning and then, I don't know, outsiders may think, oh, okay, this is black box and these guys know what they're doing. But in reality, machine learning is the means to an end. And the bigger problem is not that whether you can or can't use machine learning, is whether you phrase the problem correctly. Am exactly. I... Okay. Exactly. That's, that's exactly the, the most important thing is to have something that you want to solve. Mm. and then use the, use the right technology to solve it. And I'm thinking mm. about uh, commercial terms, right? Yeah. So it, it's maybe uh, when you are uh, doing some uh, research might hold differently, but when you're thinking in commercial terms, having a great product that you might enhance by using uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence is actually the key for success. Like mm. look at the, at the top companies, look at the top startups that are actually going to the top. They manage to get both of these things. Like they get good leverage from the data using the state-of-the-art algorithms to actually create value from this data, but they actually have a good product. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you can also clarify one other term that you mentioned very early on, which is natural language processing. What does that mean? The natural language 
processing is actually trying to mimic how we do to understand our own language okay. uh, and translate it into a machine. Uh, you will see a lot of cool applications out there that, that actually use this uh, as, a, as a base. Uh -huh. so for example, I was talking about chatbots, trying yes. to understand what the customer wants to actually give the customer a better experience in how they communicate online. Think about it. That's actually really, really weird, right? Mm -hmm. That you are talking to a bot, they can understand everything you are saying, mm -hmm. and that he can translate that into actual needs and mm -hmm. then point you on the right way of what you want. Mm -hmm. uh, so all that process of understanding is what's behind natural language processing. Another cool application, for example, the, as you have seen, day after day, the Google Translate algorithms is, is getting better, yes, even better than a true. human. There's a lot of cool technology uh, behind. Even, even the, I think another one that is really, really awesome is the is speech to text. For example, when yes. you can when you can turn on the, the closed captions from, from YouTube that gets generated on, in, in the instant from the uh, video. That's actually really, really cool. So you, you don't need a human actually translating <laughs> into, into text. <laughs> yeah, so there are sort of cool applications. Excellent. That was very well said. Now, I want to talk a bit about the application of data science across different industries. How would you explain the different applications in different industries of data science? Ah, really good question. So I, I got to say that it's not the, like one, one size fits all. It's yeah. not the data science for everything. As going back to the, same, to the same argument that the question is the most important thing, I would say that uh, actually data science adapts to the business case you're working with. Mm. There's actually like a, a bang diagram of the three knowledge, knowledge realms from a data scientist. And it actually includes like statistics and math uh, hacking skills, which is computer programming skills. But actually the biggest or the most important is business understanding. Uh, in the sense of applying data science, as the name says, says it, it's a science. So you will start with a hypothesis of, or a question that you would like to answer, like mm -hmm. um, uh, in the case of fintech, I don't know, like how can I detect and prevent fraud of mm -hmm. account takeover so that I, I can protect my customers and give them a, a better experience, no? So by answering that question, you will need to then uh, gather the data. You, you might need to answer that, uh, that particular problem, then process it, and then analyze it to the, actually you can, you can use the right algorithm to, to get the insight of what what is the pattern that actually describes fraud with that, with that kind of, of data in case of yeah. transactional data. And then you might, you might use it to build a product and this is a data product. Mm. You can use it as a data product that you might actually start using inside your, uh, your startup or your, even your, your FinTech. And that will actually be, be the same. Uh, maybe the journey might be the same for FinTech or insurance, but the problem will be way different. And the data you need to gather, the understanding you need to have about the client, how you're going to use it as a data product might change. Yeah. Uh, I've been using it from, from building propensity models to actually understand what drives the behavior of getting a, a new product, like an, an insurance policy or a credit card to to fraud, credit, credit card analysis, to even more advanced things, I would say here in Rappi, we are, we are analyzing uh, uh, social graphs so mm -hmm. that we can not just understand the client, but actually what's going on with the, uh, with the neighbors around him, mm -hmm. how they behave as an influencer for the, brand, for the brand or for the different products that we're having. So it's a, I mean, the, the things that you can, you can actually uh, analyze are 
just what you have in, in your, your mind or your creativity. So very, very good point. Now moving to the next section called payback period, Carl, what question do you have for me today? I mean, we are in the, the entering like a post COVID world. Mm -hmm. So I'd just like to hear from you. What do you think is going on or what do you think is going to happen at, at least in the financial realm or the fintech mm -hmm. realm, in mm -hmm. places like Latin America? Yeah, it's a very good question. Uh, I have a few theories. I think that before we had this crisis, a lot of people didn't believe in things like remote working or branchless banking or digital banking rather. Mm -hmm. And now that it's happened and people are still surviving and they're like starting to ask questions, whether the traditional methods of uh, finance or, or commuting, et cetera, still hold up to this day. So personally, now that we're going to go beyond it and until there's like real cure found, you know, we're still like, we can't just go back to normal. So I feel that especially in the fintech world, there'll be a huge demand on banking services and beyond just, you know, the, can I pay for stuff? I think there'll be a bigger demand for how can I make my money grow? Because not long, no longer the same as they were before the, the, People are no longer making money like, you know, like a, the Godin life. You know, you go to the office, mm -hmm. you fulfill your KPIs for the year and you're done. You know, there's a lot more remote working, which means that you can go beyond your day job. You can earn money online by several channels. You know, you can have a YouTube channel, blah, blah, But then that money needs to go somewhere. And for people who are rediscovering that, hey, you know, now I need to, my, my skill set is obsolete. I need to find a new way to grow my money, which is no longer from working nine to five on how to grow my money beyond just being able to transact money. Mm -hmm. So th that's where I see the biggest demand happening in Latin America. I think Latin America needs to catch up a bit to the US, to Asia, for example, so that we are able to provide our population with the, the, the right type of services. Correct. Very, very good question. And before we wrap up, you know, Carl, any advice for data scientists looking to enter the field, any areas of opportunities you see in the field that could become very significant in the future? Sure. I think, and this is just a personal opinion, so take it with a pinch of salt, but because of the hype, this might be also a bubble. Hmm. So so for new aspiring data scientists of artificial intelligence or whatever you're planning on, on doing, just to buy into the hype, I think, uh, take it seriously. Remember that the context is king. Uh, mm -hmm. maths, math and math, uh, mathematics come second. Mm -hmm. And then you can actually apply the technology. So if you want to take this seriously, there are a lot of uh, people trying to take advantage. So just don't fall into like uh, a 15-day uh, boot camps or courses that are actually mm. trying to sell you into the into the area take it seriously there are a lot of uh, free courses from stanford in youtube uh, mit courses in youtube you can get like uh, really high quality starting points from coursera uh, udemy edx so just for closing i mean this is a really exciting field uh, it's growing like crazy and there's new papers, new discoveries, new algorithms coming, coming up every day. Uh, so, I mean, good luck on your journey and, and just take it with, uh, really seriously because it's, uh, 
an amazing field, but it needs the all the maturity it deserves. Mm-hmm. Very well mm-hmm. said. Well, Carl, it's been a pleasure as always speaking with you and you know, thank you for taking time out to do the podcast. Would you like to share your contact information? Sure, you can you can find me in at LinkedIn as uh, Carl W. Handling. Go send me uh, an invitation and we can, uh, we, we can always continue the conversation there. And if you prefer, you can uh, reach me at my email address, uh, which is uh, C from Carl, then Wallace H at gmail.com. So hopefully uh, you can follow me and we, we can continue the conversation there. Great. Thank you so much, Carl. Hope to have a conversation about data science again soon.